Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Yes, of course, we are all superwomen. This month, we are celebrating every superwoman we know. And of course, the ability that makes us superwoman. For me, I feel it's the ability to communicate with people. I don't know. I just bring this air of being comfortable to chat with me. Sometimes I wonder, like, do I make people too comfortable to say anything to me? But then I get to recognize it as my superpower. And of course, celebrating superwomen today, I've got ladies from Paystack. They have to pay me the money. I've got Tolu and Tere on uh, virtual call with me and of course we're going to be talking about everything bringing more women into the tech space but first of all hi Tolu hi Tere hi hi this is not the energy you are giving me (laughs) oh hi what's up (laughs) (laughs) by the way we're discussing how today has been for you guys so I would like to ask officially on the show, how is today going for you? For me, so I've I've been in a couple of meetings since 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. This is my, I think my third meeting for the day and I have two more. So it's back-to-back meetings for me today, which is funny because Friday should be light work for me, but I guess that's not the case. For, for you like uh, the soft life, so just put it <laughs> out there. <laughs> I try, please. I can't feel myself. Terry, how is it going but, for you? Yeah. I think equally as busy, maybe not in meetings since 9 a.m., but definitely Mm -hmm. have been in meetings and, you know, have been writing a lot. I've I've written, like, two documents today. (laughs) So it's just been, you know... Work, 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 work. work. (laughs) I couldn't help but sing. But before we talk about the work you're doing, I'd like to ask you individually, what is your superpower that you actually bring to work? Something that's peculiar to you as a woman. Sorry, I didn't want to go first. (laughs) (laughs) So this is is very multifaceted. So... (laughs) I have, I actually have, like, okay, okay. it might not necessarily be, like, gender skewed, so it, it, it might not necessarily make me stand out, you know, amongst other women, but I think I write very well, and I am able to kind of bring my voice into my writing. doesn't matter if it's, like, formal writing or just, like, an article for my Medium blog. Yeah. So I write very well. I feel for me, with what you've just said, it might not be the verbal, like, vocal voice, but there's a voice in your head that is quite feminine and sees things from other perspective that other people don't. Maybe that's one peculiar thing that helps your writing. I'm just saying. Yeah, like my worldview as a woman. Yeah, you see, superwoman. Come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you? I think for me... Okay, so there are two things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing is that I'm super organized, like super, super organized. So that helps me like with my work, even when I'm working with other teams, with other people. I just feel like if things are not, if I don't document things mm-hmm. or like note things down, like my brain will be scattered and mm-hmm. like my thoughts will not be together. So that's one thing, one superpower I would say that I have. Another thing is that I'm mostly always smiling or laughing. Yeah, I've <laughs> even never when seen I, the crack of frown on yeah. your face never 
like even when there's problems or like this person is shouting because something happened at work mm-hmm. or like the business is not happy happy to be honest i just try to stay positive because one thing about me is that if i'm not positive enough i i find that i go into like overdrive or like panic mode mm-hmm. right uh, so to just be balanced and help people right i just like i don't know just bring positive energy positive vibes always <laughs> have you ever used your coy smile to get like a deal or a pass you know sometimes you're outside they don't want to like give you that but you just give that sexy smile and we're like okay okay <laughs> i can't even lie so with merchants or uh, with like, people that manage it, i think it, it's it's works because like sometimes i find that people like thrive in informal spaces so they don't want somebody that's too serious or is like just like not open or it's like hard or like yeah if that makes any sense right like so like i try to warm up to people yeah i don't think that helps i don't know if that helps in my past or when i'm negotiating with people but yeah i think it goes a long way like people want to know that you're friendly like you're approachable especially in the kind of work that i do so yeah yeah i like how this conversation is starting because it's like starting from the end i don't know the end to the beginning or the beginning to the end i really love it because uh what talking about the skills and strategy necessary to bridge this gender gap because sometimes as a woman we bring some of our special skill into the workplace and i feel that's one of the reasons that we need women in the african tech space but we've not done proper introduction of you guys on the show i like you to properly tell us what you do and how you do what you do so for me i'm a product specialist at paystack um, i joined paystack in 2019 so i've been in this role for about three and a half years now primarily what i do is i work with some of paystack's top businesses for people that don't know what paystack is paystack is a payments company we were recently acquired by stripe um, a few years ago we operate in nigeria in ghana south africa and some other kenyan countries coming up very soon so my role is i work with the top merchants across Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, building relationships with them, ensuring that they're happy with the paystack products that they're using, also ensuring that they are growing their business online or paystack, and most importantly, ensuring that they don't leave paystack for another competitor. So those are, those are like my primary roles. And how I do, or how I achieve these three I guess functions or responsibilities. Honestly, I'm mostly in merchants convers in business conversations, in meetings, um, just getting to know people, like getting to know the co-founder or founder of a startup, how they how they build their business from the ground up, um, hearing their stories, hearing their problems, hearing like even just like brainstorming with them how PISA can help. So building relationships is a key part of how I'm able to achieve some of the things that I do. Also, like being able to understand a a business industry and understand what they do so that you can offer solutions to the problems that they're having, right? So for some of the businesses I manage, it's not just payments problems that they're having. They're having like, oh, how can we expand to another country? We need your expertise, right? How can we get more customers? How can we do marketing? So being involved in those conversations is something that I do on a day-to-day basis with the businesses that I manage. And I also work a lot with teams across Paystack. So the finance team, design team that Terra is on, legal team. Yeah, I work cross-functionally across like different teams, just ensuring that I met the businesses that I manage are happy and they are getting the maximum value from Paystack as a whole. 
So that's like in a very high summary and nutshell. <laughs> what in, I, a, in a short summary, what Fulu is doing exactly. is close marking the the merchants, yeah. the users, everybody. She's close marking everybody. It's like a relationship yeah. thing where you don't want your partner to be too out there. Don't see what other people are doing. So just only look at me. Yes. Yeah. And of course, keeping them continue the usage of the product and of course multitasking is what i hear from everything you do very important yes that's a key part (laughs) so tara what do you do and how best do you do what you do okay so i am a product designer at paystack i joined in last year in august so i'm still a paystack baby (laughs) (laughs) how they're treating you Oh, very well, very well. So they're not um, shouting at you. Why did you make that wrong design? <laughs> Can't you see that that didn't work? Are they doing any of that? You can report them all. At least the world is listening. There's no such, there's no such character in Paystack. If you join Paystack and you're toxic, you need to drop your toxicity <laughs> before stepping in. <laughs> there's no, 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 that is, is allowed. So as a designer, I work on the expansion team. I know Folu actually talked a bit about some merchants wanting to expand their businesses to other countries and that's really like the area of specialty for the expansion team so i work as a designer on that team and what we do essentially is we make sure that the paystack product is consistent across all the markets that we are scaling into and yeah i work across multiple teams that have like that are cross-functional you know have different people working in different teams like finance legal and just like working with those people to ensure that the product itself is serving the uh, merchants and their customers in the most useful way also making sure that we kind of make sense of the complexity that there is at paystack because there's a lot of moving parts you know there are a lot of teams feeding into different challenges we have and a lot of things to consider in terms of like regulations being in fintech space so sometimes as designers or as a designer i have to kind of contribute to that conversation and say well these are the moving parts and like this is what we're doing and this is how design is going to come in essentially so really making sense of problems and ensuring quality and clarity on the product interface and the product experience. Okay, I really like that contribution that you girls or ladies or women are making in the position that you occupy. But for getting into tech, a lot of women don't even consider it like, oh, I'm going to be a Texas. Even saying Texas sounds very weird sometimes because tech bro just seem to have the world. We're tech bros, we're tech bros. So what actually motivated you into taking up this job roles in a tech space or startup so it's interesting whenever i get this question or when, whenever somebody asks me why or how did i choose tech or why did i choose tech mm-hmm. um, honestly i feel like tech chose me because at the time in uni when i was doing my master's i had no i didn't i think fintech was still very early at the time right um so it was still like a new buzzword right mm. and i wasn't really sure if this was what i was wanted to do i didn't know what i wanted to do at the time so i think what happened was after my master's i was looking for internships in companies i was looking at finance companies because i studied financial management and 
in the course of my internship research, I came across a tech company in, in Hong Kong. And um, I was fortunate to do an internship with them. But I think that role really, I guess, motivated me or was like the starting point of my interest in what fintech was um, because the company was a wealth tech startup um, so providing like wealth services through an app and it was just very interesting like working with the business team working with your sales team and um, pitching to clients getting people to like use the product um, and to integrate it to their websites it was very new like i didn't even study this in uni so like this was like a whole different field right so i think that was what picked my interest so after that role, I decided I was going to come back to Nigeria. So I started looking for what fintech companies are out there um, in Lagos specifically. Started researching companies, looking at what they do. Came across like I think about fifty companies. I didn't apply to all of them, but like it was just very interesting, like looking at their um, websites, knowing what they do, the products that they had, like how they were helping businesses, like, even like customers, right? Um, I think the very first fintech that I was interested in was Piggyvest because Piggyvest was doing digital savings. If anybody knows me, I save a lot. So um, that was something that picked my interest, right? So across doing all this research, I came across Paystack, right? And it's funny because for my current role, I thought I was actually underqualified <laughs> because I think they were asking for two years, three years work experience. At the time, I, d- I did not have that. I think I had like less than a year working, doing internships and all, right? Um, so honestly, I just like put my heart in the ring <laughs> and I applied. I think I applied on the very last day or the deadline for for the role that was in 2019 and i got in right um so for me i didn't always know that i wanted to work in tech again i didn't know what tech was <laughs> right it was just something that as i took on like opportunities as i volunteered as i did internships this was something like i was interested in again i didn't join just because people like, at the time people it wasn't like oh things like people have money like <laughs> it was more like oh this is just very interesting and this is something that i think that i can do and it aligned with some of my strengths right and some of the things that was good at i knew i wanted a customer facing role um i like talking to people i like communicating um like selling right so like those are the things that i knew that i was like okay this is something this field is something that i, I can work in so for me that's my own story yeah that's how i got started and that's how i am where i am today <laughs> well i had been in design for quite a bit i worked as an architect for like a, a year and a half. I had done my master's in architecture and gone to school generally to be an architect, right? So that is also a discipline in design. But I kind of got to the point where I knew that I wanted to be able to make an impact on contemporary challenges that I saw, day-to-day challenges, finance, health, music, all of these things that we like experience as contemporary life i wanted to be a part of solving problems in those spaces and design in tech was like a world of opportunity for impact right because you could literally choose any of these fields say health tech fintech whatever tech and go in there and like make your mark so once i was like done my master's i just moved into product design and that is how I started. <laughs> yeah, um, I think imposter syndrome. We can like if I start going into it, we can spend the whole day here. <laughs> but for me, because I don't know, I think because I was 
interested in, I guess, the business side of things and the sales side of things. It just wasn't something that I thought of that, okay, I'll be working in with mostly male. Like it was, I don't know, maybe it's also because I'm very positive. I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't look at things from that perspective. Even on my team, right? I think we have more women than men on my team, right? But I don't think that I was a bit worried, right? Because like, I feel like, Again, even though like tech is still very much male dominated, mm-hmm. right? Especially in some specific roles like tech um, engineering and stuff, right? I feel like nowadays there are lots of communities that are targeted towards women and getting them to get the necessary skills to be able to enter or even transition from like a non-tech background to a tech background right yeah so for me like i wasn't really you were not seeing any intimidation you were not seeing any male or stereotypical figure in front of you you were just seeing an opportunity right exactly exactly that's the best yeah what about you were you intimidated at some point being a baby uh product designer and uh, trying to still navigate your way well i just want to clear up that i'm a baby at paystack because i just joined okay okay (laughs) she's a big girl but you know when you step into a new place yeah 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 i'm i'm a young i'm a young stack essentially okay there have been people there for like four years so anyway so to the question i i think i agree with folu right i definitely was coming from a background of even more male domination think like architecture slash construction (laughs) so you you go to site and like you're the only woman there right Mm -hmm. so i was coming from that already I came into tech and I saw a lot more women than there were in architecture. I also saw a lot more consideration for the gender gap, actually. A lot of companies were hiring specifically women for certain roles. So I came in and I wasn't intimidated. I didn't feel like I feel underrepresented. I didn't, I didn't feel like that. Although it is the case for some people, but just because of my background. So were there any qualities from architecture, working with men on sites? Were there some of the qualities you had to apply coming into a fintech sector? Okay, well, a couple of things. I never really saw the need to want to prove my presence. Mm -hmm. I just got my work done. And the truth is, you know, like your work will always speak for you. Like the quality of your work will speak louder than your loud voice. And so like... I never, I never wanted my voice to be louder than my work, right? I was more focused on what I was doing. And yes, like, definitely there were instances where you just have... And it might not even be directed solely to a man, right? You just have a person that is badly behaved. Mm-hmm. And they want to talk over you and they want to... And usually what I did when I was an architect was I just stood my ground, especially when I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. and I had um, approval from like my superiors. Mm-hmm. I just stood my ground and I insisted on what needed to be done. And usually it got done. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that. From from you and Folu, I could hear that when you look at your job roles, there's not really much gender gap right there. You just have to be surrounded by a lot of women. And of course, where there are many women, men usually feel like we have to cut fights, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you have to now use some of your, I'm stamping my ground by what I'm saying. So how do you manage each other, seeing that feminine power is rising here and there and you still need to get the work done? So managing feminine power, right? I, I don't know, maybe it's because of where Tara and I work and the mm-hmm. kind of culture that we have at Paystack. I think that's a big contributor into like, we don't experience certain things just because like... I don't know. There's a culture that prevents some things from happening so that we can do our best work, right? Yeah. But when it comes to, like, managing feminine power... Was yeah. That, was that the question? Like, yeah. just working peacefully with your fellow woman. Because most people believe, like, women like to f- go against each other. Because if you ask so many people, they'll be like, that's one of the reasons why they don't want so many women in the same space. Mm-mm. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think I have much experience with that. But I, I would say that I definitely have, like, friends... And I've heard like people's stories of where they work at and, or, and they will say things like, oh, I have a female manager and I just prefer a male manager because, you know, women can be, <laughs> I don't know, over overbearing and be micromanaging and all of that, right? That has not been my experience. At least since I started working at this second, I hope I, I, I don't <laughs> experience that. But I think for my team specifically, right, we leverage on each other's strengths. Um, I think one thing that helps my team again because of the kind of match of businesses that we handle we're handling like a lot of like revenue um, these people are bringing a lot of revenue so we don't see that as a source of competition right we leverage each other's strengths a lot like i'm skilled in one thing my team member is skilled in another thing um and we ensure that and the goal again is that we want to maximize like our bis- these businesses that we're managing, right? Um, so we leverage our internal skills a lot. Like if we don't know something, we ask questions. I don't know that we've ever had like a situation where like a woman and a woman is fighting. <laughs> I don't think that we've experienced that in my team at least. I can't speak for other teams, right? Because again, we, I think it, I, I think all of these things comes from the kind of culture the company has, yeah. right? Because um, if the leadership of the company has uh, has put in place certain certain work cultures and traditions, there are just some things that would not happen, right? You wouldn't just be fighting because again, it will come across as you are fighting your employee, your colleagues, but you are not putting like the larger picture or like the larger goal, or the company goal in mind, right? So I think for my particular situation, just that culture, I think that's one thing that employers need to take take note of, right? Especially when it comes to getting more women in tech specifically, right? In a tech startup, in a tech field. Even like tech roles, like STEM roles, right? I think that's, that's where a lot of work has to be done, right? Uh, because those roles are very, very technical, like engineering, you're coding and all of that, right? Um, so I think and that's one thing, that cultural um, conversation um, is something that we need to have a lot, especially in Nigeria, because I've heard a lot of stories <laughs> of, of toxic culture and workplaces, right? That can affect like even like um, women coming into the workplace and all that particular company, right? But yeah, I know that doesn't necessarily answer your question, but that's like no, a general... I mean, you, 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 
you've still answered the question in the sense that there are some of your friends that have actually discussed some yeah. issues like that with you because no regardless that space that gives you the space to thrive as a woman and woman to woman you leverage on each other's strength there's still a work culture that enables you guys to have like a peaceful and smooth work so in yeah. some other places people struggle with some work culture policies framework that doesn't enable them to thrive so instead they they are more like competing against each other to move yeah. forward so that kind of answers it yeah. so moving on so let me just take the next question because Tara is still paystack and I feel like you guys are under the same umbrella so what do you think stop most girls or women from like taking opportunities in tech spaces or tech companies startups or even advancing their career in tech I feel like I want to be slightly controversial go ahead yeah. I like controversy <laughs> Honestly, like we've seen, I said it earlier, mm. we've seen a lot of companies, some people might say they are virtue signaling, who knows, right? But we've seen a lot of companies open up opportunities specifically for women or preferably for women, mm. right? And so sometimes they are hiring and they say, this batch of people were hiring, we want 70% to be women and blah, 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 30% to be men. So I think that it might not necessarily be for a lack of opportunities in some fields, in some fields. There are some fields that are like deeply biased against women. That's a different conversation. For tech, I don't think it is a lack of opportunities per se. I think that there are actually several research papers and studies done on the difference in gender when it comes to risk aversion. And these studies generally say that women are more averse to risk. It means they prefer not to take risks mm-hmm. or men take more risks than women. And I feel like that plays out in tech where you see that the biggest risk takers are like the ones that play the game of winner takes all. And like, if they win, they end up being the biggest winners, right? They end up winning the biggest deals, the biggest investments. And you see men at the forefront of that. I think like, especially in Africa, we need to kind of address this roots issue because I've seen it. I can't speak for every woman. I can only say what data says and then speak personally for myself. And I read that thing and I was like, yeah, I definitely feel that. Like, I've been faced with some opportunities where I just begin to think of everything that can go wrong for me not to, like, perform well in this role. Like, I'm not good enough. Not even I'm not good enough because I don't want to go down the path of imposter syndrome. I'm saying, like, I don't know if I'll be able to see this through, right? And is that risk aversion? So maybe just like equipping women, not only with like general skills, but like equipping women with a mindset that like instills excellence and like rigor into the work they do. So just like pushing yourself a bit, right? If you are a woman that like speaks to other women, especially like trying to get them into spaces where women are historically underrepresented, Mm -hmm. like instilling those women with mindsets where you are like, just push push yourself a bit more. 
I can definitely use a bit more push in some things that I want to do. Just take some risks on yourself. Take some bets on yourself. Like, can you do this? See if you can do it. Don't just hold back a bit. Might not be for every woman. We know some women who are out there doing great things, like shoulder to shoulder with some men that are taking huge risks. Mm. But based on data and just like a personal experience, we see that generally women take less risks. So I think that like, it isn't for lack of opportunity, but just this like underlying like I don't know nature of being risk averse in some in some cases. So what I could hear is you're playing the mental strength, saying that the male they can actually just push past some challenges and obstacles, but women still have to think it through. Is it because they feel like they have so many things to lose, like? You know, sometimes being unavailable to your partner, to your family, having other social roles that you play. I don't know. Is that some of the things you're thinking that stops the mindset of a woman to push and advance her career? It's very possible. You know, like women are primary caretakers when a child is born, mm-hmm. right? No matter how involved your husband is, right? If you have a child you automatically or like your partner is if you have a child you just become the primary caretaker because you are feeding you are you've just giving birth to the baby mm. and all of those things so maybe some women naturally have the tendency to subconsciously think about that and say you know like maybe i want to be at a comfortable position so that when if i ever get into that space in my life or that phase in my life I'll be able to leave off work if I need to or continue at my own pace so that I can be available. Some women also have the consideration of like just being available to their partner. Some men do too, right? That is, I feel like that's when you get to talking about relationships and all of that. But yeah, I, I think that like it could be just in a natural subconscious consideration. It might not necessarily be the main thing, but it could be contributing. It could be one of those things. Yeah. Fully, what do you think? Is it one of those things for you that you think might be stopping women from you no know, pushing and wanting more in the yeah. tech space? Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with everything Tara has said. I think it's mm-hmm. definitely spot on. I think for me, especially when it comes to advancing, because there's two, there's two parts to the conversation, right? Yeah. There's getting women to enter these roles yeah. and then get women to even apply for roles that even advance them in their career, right? For me, I'm not married. <laughs> I don't have children. So those things are not the things that are top of mind for me when I when it comes to um, advancing career. Um, I think what Tara said about being risk averse is something that applies to me a lot. So I usually think, oh, like this role is available. I don't think I'm qualified. Or there's mm-hmm. a lot more to learn in my current role mm-hmm. that I need to figure out first before I move move forward. The thing about going, like just like Tara said, if you don't bet on yourself, if you don't believe in yourself first, like your employer, your manager, it's very hard for them for, for them to even like put you out there to to support you right i think that it has to come from you like I, another thing that helps me is that i usually ask myself like what's the worst thing that can happen <laughs> if i apply for a role if i want to do this um the worst thing that will happen is most likely i will not get it right and even with you not getting it you're still learning right i think that's the major like motivation for me and that's what has helped me um, advance in my career right um there are lots of things i don't know but there are lots of skills i have I've gained right a lot of women also 
also say, oh, I just have two-year work experience in this, and this job is asking me for five years. I don't have it, right? And they just automatically disqualify themselves, right? Well, some men would be like, oh, I have one year experience. I'll still apply, <laughs> right? So I think that's some of like, the risk-averse thinking, right? Um, especially for me, because these are some of the things that I think of when like there's a new role or like um, my manager says I should, I volunteer for a new project, right? And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, do I have the required skills to be able to complete this and finish this successfully? Not just to just do it, but to actually do an amazing job so that like, my work is recognized, right? Um, so I think women, means I, I, again, like Tara said, I think like there's, there are a lot of opportunities for women. I just think, I feel like women just need to put themselves more, right? And I know it's not easy, trust me, because we're not talking about imposter syndrome, but that's a big, <laughs> a big like factor today in, in addition to um, responsibilities at home with your partner having children of course those are some of the things life happens right as 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 much as you are building your career like things are happening to you personally that also might take away from your advancements or your growth and and things like that right so i think for me those are the things things that i would say about like just getting women involved right the opportunities are there again there are even communities that are targeted to women right so allow you to if you if you feel like you don't have the skills or you feel like you're not comfortable by the time you join one or two communities communities or go for one or two events right and you see like women speaking and leadership roles like it will motivate you right Mm -hmm. to like put yourself out there and do like more of those more of those opportunities yeah well said from Tara and Folu one thing I've heard from you both is audacity if your audacity is not strong enough you don't feel that confidence enough in your abilities and skills you would not want to take the role you would not want to take the position you would think oh this one I think a guy should come and do it but if you have the audacity because sometimes even apply to driving you see some ladies they drive like a man I don't want to call anybody's name but it sounds like Folu is one of them Wow. <laughs> so, you know that kind of some people believe that if a traffic is being caused at the front maybe it's a lady that doesn't know how to drive but then when you get there and you see a lady driving so fast you just wonder like uh-uh, what's going on so i think that kind of applies to some roles where you feel like a man should be there but then you find a woman doing that i think it has a lot to do with the mindset but let me play like the advocate not the devil but in all of these roles that you guys don't want to take or do or you feel like risk aversion and everything if they increase your money your salary your earning capability will you take that role yes or no of course yes like my money is always good so let me even use like a personal example mm. i recently had like an opportunity to apply for um a role with big like larger responsibilities right mm. and at first i was like oh I don't think that I'm qualified. I don't think that I'm ready. But the thing about working in a team is that your teammates will recognize skills that you think that you take for granted, right? Um, they would be the ones to push you if you are working in a very like well-functioning environment, well-functioning culture, and all of that, right? And they were the ones like my teammates were the ones that said, you know what, follow like you can do this. They said like you've done this in the past. Like this is like you, they gave me examples, right? And I applied, right? And I got the role, and I'm going to be transitioning into that role soon right so for me and then i didn't even know there was no money involved <laughs> right yeah. that's why it's even good but like for me i was thinking i was saying I was, the, the first thing that came to mind is that if i get this role mm-hmm. i'm going to be given more challenges i'm going to be solving bigger problems and this is one step into like 
advancing my career in so many different ways right so i'm a bit logical when i think about like career advancements right so for me this is a very like recent example where so, and that's what i mean by like putting yourself out there like again the worst that will happen is no you will not get it and it'll be clear if you work in a structured environment there'll be clear feedback or there should be clear feedback on where like on why you're not ready for the role, why you didn't get the role, what you can work on so that you can get other roles, right? I also applied for roles where I didn't get an offer um, and there was a clear reason. I thank God I didn't get those roles, <laughs> right? Because like I was not interested. Like now that I look back, I was not interested, right? Um, and you learn a lot from like putting yourself out there. You learn a lot from interviews that you do. You learn a lot from even speaking to your manager or people in leadership positions at your company. So I think like that is that is one thing. Like just put yourself out and like apply for roles apply like you wouldn't know if you get it like you're not applying you're already saying no like the automatic answer is no like you're not even giving yourself a chance right but if you apply there's a 50 chance that you get this new position or this new role or this new advancements right so why cut yourself short first of all i think i want to applaud you for your new role <laughs> thank you yet, so yes let's get some claps yes <laughs> Tara, what about you? Would money motivate you to take some risk-averse role? In the past, money hasn't really shocked me out of my risk aversion. Mm, they've not increased because... the digits. The digit that <laughs> will not... shock you. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, right? Maybe. But I think that I've seen, you know, roles that have been really promising in terms of pay. But again, like, Usually, mindset is very important in pushing you to do something or like keeping you back from doing something. Mm. And it, it might not even necessarily be imposter syndrome, just feeling like I am not prepared for this or I, I don't know what to expect and I don't want to walk into darkness. And then I get there and then I'm not like they will now say, oh, This this lady, she's not, she's not giving what she's meant to give. This gender. So, <laughs> so it is it is definitely like the mindset so money hasn't been able to like deter that but maybe if i see a big enough (laughs) the numbers that confuse you that when you look at your account you try to see the figure let me me understand this figure yeah uh so what Terry is just standing on is the mindset the mindset the mindset uh but after mindset let's move to programs are there programs that you recommend any of you can recommend programs for ladies that are listening for you you talked about community uh there are communities that people can look into getting to like hangout spots you know other social things that could actually help you in networking and uh, building a team of women around you so for me, when it comes to networking, I, I, I prefer to work in like informal settings. So like any events where like I know tech people would be there mm-hmm. or like my friends that work in tech would be there. But two communities I know and that are doing really amazing work um, is WeTech. So WeTech, they are targeted specifically for women who want to transition from non-tech backgrounds into the tech world, right? They do a lot of, I think they have an annual event every year where they bring women together, um, allow them learn, get insights into how they can even get internship opportunities. Because I think the earlier 
we get women to be involved in tech, even as early as primary school, right? And getting them to code, right? Et cetera, right? Um, so we tech community is one. Another community that I've heard of is She Code Africa. Um, so they are more targeted to like, I guess, women like who want to enter the engineering field, who want to learn how to code, who want to build that skill set. So those are two communities that I know of that are doing a really good job. But even apart from this, like there are always events going on, virtual events, physical events. There's always a Twitter space <laughs> where like people talk about tech. So I would say like just put yourself out there, like look out for this event. Some of these communities organize events themselves. Um, you find that even on Instagram, like you see, you come across like one or two conferences that are going on. Um, and these are some of the ways that you can only not only learn but meet people because it's one thing for me to learn from afar it's another thing for you to meet somebody who's actually doing the work that you want to do or or the role that you want to transition into and having that one-on-one personal conversation with them would be really really insightful so yeah those are some communities tara what would you recommend since folu has already spoken about communities i was going to talk about she code but i think she code is quite renowned for the work that they do Mm -hmm. I think that another good way to learn the skills you need to get into tech is to curate your like learning path. Not everybody knows where to start, right? But if you've gotten into some of these communities and you have like a general idea of the things that you need to le- like the basic things, oh, I need to learn Python, I need to learn Java, I need to learn Figma, whatever. When you've gotten to that point, I think that it's really beneficial to curate your learning path so that you kind of put in your view the people who are doing what you want to do, the people who are where you want to be, and kind of do it in a way that you are setting up yourself to see people who are just a few steps ahead of you, like someone who has two years more experience, maybe one year of experience more than you, then five years, then 10 years, right? So that you can see practical steps that you can take to move towards like your destination your dream career right Mm -hmm. and then also one thing i would really really say is that don't mm, don't only limit yourself to female communities and female mentors again because we see that men are doing like really good things you need to get into those spaces and learn what they are doing like if one of them is one of the people that you're aspiring to on that career path i just talked about the two years five years ten years then it's fine like if one of them is a man it's it's okay like as far as the idea is to be good at your job like the idea is to be a high quality person right at this career path so if there's somebody who can demonstrate the skills you are looking for then it's okay like if the person isn't a woman right Mm -hmm. but that you should neglect the female community there's strength in you know coming together but also don't just only be part of female communities well said well said uh i hear leverage on social apps uh, that are used for networking and not just networking on social apps and listening to all of the lives and the uh, spaces but also going out there into the community see what's happening the events and all of that stuff and of course i hear mentorship and coaching well said guys we are almost running out of time but the conversation is super and you know when ladies just sit 
ability to talk time will just be moving and i'm having so much fun just having this conversation with you guys but then i really want to put in these two questions so quick one guys what do you think the future of women in tech will be looking like i mean just looking at the uncertainty of the african economy and of course the penetration of tech in africa so as a visionary what are you seeing for women the future of women in tech what is it going to look like for you I think for me I see more women in leadership roles I see more women starting companies and and creating ideas um in Nigeria there's so many problems to be solved so many and I think like that's one area that I see like a lot of women women being in and also see women tech just generally right um because there are other areas that I think that there would be like a lot of progress in even as for my network and my communities like I know a lot of smart women lots of smart men learned a lot from them but I think for me just because I work in a company right I see I do see like people a, a moment taking on more leadership roles more mentorship roles mentoring other women just for them to like gather skills advance in their career even personal life too as well because we can't we can't ignore the fact that and no career is one thing but at the end of the day there's still like the personal life and the lifestyle that contributes towards sometimes the productivity that you give in the workplace so i think just for me those two things are really are what i see in the future Kara, what's your foresight seeing all i have to say to us for lucid is yes <laughs> okay because you have to agree i'm going to throw in one question but that's not the last question i have my last question uh so what's the pro of having women in uh, these tech roles these tech spaces tech industry what's the pro i think the obvious answer is that you have representation and so you can see somebody who is also a woman you know doing these things but i think that another pro is even just thinking about the diversity because there's women and then like people from different backgrounds right because women are also just people mm-hmm. so people from different backgrounds being able to come into this tech space and show you that it doesn't matter what background you have or what like your mindset or orientation towards mm-hmm. life is you can come in here and succeed if you putting the work good well said i feel like i should even give you a round of applause because ah, there is there she just so before we run out because time is uh, a bit against us here um, is there any particular woman who have actually impacted your life and you love to celebrate i mean it's women's month and next week is international women's day so is there any particular female figure in your life who has actually been a great supporter who has helped you in one way or another or impacted your decision in moving forward in a career field. I think for me it's definitely my mom. She has been a very very big support to not just even just my career, just life generally because this adulting of a thing. Well I've learned a lot from her. Um I, I think that the relationship that I have with my parents um, has definitely grown. Mm-hmm. Um now that I'm like, living on my own and making my own money and I guess like solving my own problems. So my mom has definitely and she's been a big big um contributor to that and there are a lot of things that even some of the skills that i have um is from her that i learned it from so yeah i would say like my mom is definitely one one woman <laughs> that uh, is a big role for me yeah yeah others but i'll just leave it there <laughs> charity begins at home and you're taking it to the workspace that's good tara what about you who's that woman the same my mom is a superwoman 
she yeah she's she's a superwoman queen of multitasking queen of charity queen of love queen of jokes queen of money uh uh-uh. uh okay okay now let me flip is there any woman in tech that you actually admire their work what they're doing i know you've mentioned she could is there any other woman you'd like to specifically give a shout out to for what they're doing i have one person but she's not a nigerian and i don't know if she'll ever listen to this but her name is debbie levitt and she's a customer experience slash UX designer slash consultant. She's she's much older, so she's been doing this for a while. And I think she's based out of Italy. And she's very inspirational to me because she takes her time to teach people proper um, applications of UX and like proper mindset, proper perspectives on how to think about certain things and. The growth, anytime you listen to her stuff, growth is always phenomenal. So, yeah, shout out to Debbie Levitt. Great. Paul, what about you? Aside mom? Yeah, mine will be Ibukuma Woshika. I've never had a one-on-one conversation with her, but um, she organizes, she has this event that she does every December. And you think about her, apart from the fact that she's done amazing work, um, she she uses her network to create um, opportunities for for young people right um i've learned a lot from her events i've learned a lot about family life relationships how relationships affect your work life the things you can do to grow your career um how to manage like conflict in the workplace like she's just an (laughs) all-around all-around woman right i think the biggest thing that she's she's done for me is just like again i've learned the spirit of like leveraging your network to do the things that you want to do right Um, not just even just like workplace you want to organize an event people tend to look like from outside their network or from but you'd be surprised what like your friends can do right um so i think that's one person that for me um has been a very very big impact especially in the last two years of going to her events that's great 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 one from terry and folu ah, i just feel like this chat should not end because <laughs> there are so many things we can keep talking about this sector yeah. uh, there's a lot of conversation that hasn't been spoken of enough so would you guys give us the opportunity of inviting you some other time on the show are you guys going to say yes i'm kind of putting you on the hot spot you know so you will not say no but say yes (laughs) (laughs) well yeah yeah, i'm 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 always open as long as i'm available yeah i'm happy to happy to uh, join in again Okay, for those who would like maybe advice, mentorship, and all of that stuff, would you mind sharing your social media account handle that they can follow you just in case they want to slide in your DM? Guys, be well. It's for people that need. <laughs> yeah, um, so on Instagram, I'm Fulu Otubanjo. Mm-hmm. On LinkedIn, I'm Fulu Otubanjo as well. I hardly use Twitter. In fact, I can't remember my Twitter username, but Instagram is probably the best place to slide into my DM and linkedin and um, a lot of people do reach out to me on there tara what about you social connect <laughs> yeah twitter is probably the place to follow and then you can reach out on linkedin because yeah my twitter is for like airing my opinions <laughs> so <laughs> my twitter handle is teresa together underscore and then on linkedin i'm just teresa so you can find me on those two 
I don't know why goodbye always feels so hard. I'm ju- I don't know. I'm just sulking right now. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Because God. I have to let you guys go. I feel like even we should still be talking. Is there any last word you'd like to say before we say goodbye? <laughs> okay, you can ask for any song you'd like to listen to. Maybe a song that usually Ooh. gives you the drive to keep pushing. I already um, have my song. I'm just waiting for 10. Commando by Great Man Takit and Corale. <laughs> I weak because <laughs> even I'm trying to look at my playlist right now. I know it's not there, but there's one ah, place hey, I know. Please, you have to find it too. We can exactly. always find everything. YouTube is my friend. Polo, is there anyone that you think I might know that you want? Hopefully, to you have this song. Mine is Live Life, Show Them Camp and Thames. Hello, Show Them Camp, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so um, I know I can't give you anything in return for your time. It's been a wonderful moment on the show with uh, you, Folu, and Terry. You guys are amazing ladies, and I'm so proud of you. And Africa Tech Radio is also the space where we celebrate what you're doing at Paystack. So thank you so much for your time. I will be playing your song right now. Goodbyes are hard, but I just have to say (laughs) goodbye. Uh, Do have yourself a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.